Welcome to the Talking Football Podcast. The views and opinions are not of the Nen Sunday League. Some of the language you hear may be choice, but it's our choice. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to today's podcast, guys. It is a Pancake Day special. We won't have a pancake theme, um, but we've got Anthony with us from Buckingham Fans. Anthony, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic, man. Thank you very much. We've also got Matt Hurst. Matt, how are we? Uh, depressed. <laughs> absolute demolition by Real Madrid at Anfield yeah speaking of pancakes Liverpool got absolutely pancake tonight didn't they horror show horror show never mind anyway yeah but apart from that not too bad <laughs> and we will have Liam join us but he's doing number one million and one of the, the the billion other jobs that he tends to do on a normal Tuesday so first of all we are going to go for the question of the podcast, which we will reveal the answer to later. Matt, let's have it. Yes. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd introduce this as a bit of a regular feature, just for a bit of fun. Um, So, on Saturday, Maynor or Manor Solomon was the, or is the 12th Israeli score in Premier League history. I'm not going to ask you to name all 12, because some of them are quite obscure, but... Can you name the top three? Oh, no. <laughs> definitely got one, I think. In Premier League, can you name the top three scoring Israelis? There we go. So we'll, we'll come back to that later. But have a think about it and um, we'll come back for that at, uh, towards the end of the podcast. Okay. Okay, so that's going to lead us to a review of our games last weekend. Uh, Matt, I'll start with yourself. How did your boys do? Uh, well, absolutely brilliant um, in the second half. <laughs> First half, <laughs> we were really poor. Um, we played. We were away at Finden. We had to win because um, we'd, we'd lost to Albrecht. It was in the first game. Finden had beaten Alba in their game. So we had to win to go through. Um, and we were 1-0 down at half-time. We were absolutely woeful. Um, and um, I did, it's fair to say I did lose my rag a bit at half-time um, told him exactly what I thought of him um, and um, it seemed to have a bit of a desired effect because second half came out we were excellent we, we turned it round, turned it on played some really good stuff um, and um, I think we scored four goals in about 12 minutes um, and just blew them away really so finished 4-2 they got a bit of a, a, bit of a dodgy penalty late on um, but um, yeah, four two win, and and that that actually secured his top spot in the group as well. So a home tie in the last sixteen, which will be great. So looking forward to that draw. And I needed your reserves to score three goals. You did, which they did. They did. <laughs> Unfortunately, they conceded three as well. <laughs> so they yeah, they only managed to draw against Latimer. But I mean, that to be fair, that's a fantastic result for them. For they um. They lost to Latimer quite com- comfortably early on in the season, so they pick up a point um, and that point. Um, so yeah, for them also a home tie in the last sixteen. So yeah, last the previous weekend was horrendous for us as a club. This weekend was well, fantastic. And how did you do? Um, obviously, uh, we um, we. Beat Croyland away, so away against a championship team. Um, beating them three two. Our, um, our left left mid left back um, who's never scored a goal in adult football scored the winner. <laughs> um, yeah, um, not absolutely deserved it to be honest. They were they were they had a couple of good midfielders, but other than that, they didn't have very much to give. Um, if anything, we let them back in the game. Um, I think we got we went winning one 0 at half time after a good solo goal from Lewis, um, and just the the message was there were, you know, keep it tight. We're through if we win, and that's it. And that's we come back out in the second half and took them apart to start with. Um, Lewis scored another goal about, about four minutes into the second half when most of their fans left after that. Um, <laughs> And 
yeah, after, yeah, and you know, then we scored a third with about twenty minutes to go, and kind of sat back and just kind of almost invited the pressure with about twenty minutes to go, and almost let them back in it. But I, they had, I would say they probably scored out of their three shots, they scored two goals. So yeah, and think I think the result warranted what we deserved. Obviously, it means we go through top of a group, um, top of a group. We have a team in Div Two, McPave, who we lost to. Needed to win on that on against Croyland as well, otherwise we were out. So yeah. it was a big game for us, big win, and we're all very happy to be going through. See who we get in the next round. Nice one. Um we had one of the last few league games we've got this season. Um against South Star. Really we, you can tell they're up there. They're actually really nice bunch of lads. Um when they all turned up, they they're very young, and I don't mean that as a detriment to them. Um, that you kind of think, oh, they might be a bit gobshitey. Um, but they're lovely, absolutely lovely guys the whole way through. Um, a pair of us cancelled each other out, very, very few chances actually in the game. A lot of snapshots and a lot of pots, pot shots, but nothing of really any substance. They made our keeper make one good save. We didn't really test their keeper too much. And then about 75th minute, 8th minute, we give away a stupid free kick on the side, about 30 yards out on the wing. They deliver it. Everyone's at the feet of their player, puts it in, and we just can't get a goal back. So disappointing because two of the last three games, we've not really registered a shot on target. We've had lots of shots, but none on target. So that's a bit frustrating, especially as we're kind of playing for our seeding place now, I'll try to explain to my boys um, with the remaining games, we're just trying to get as many points as we can. So when everyone catches up, we don't drop down. Um, I still think we finish in the top eight, but I'd like to try and finish in the top four. So I think the last two games, we've got Matt's Hartwell Forest Reserves and Kingsford Jets. So having lost to Matt's Hartwell Reserves in, in this cup, I think feel like we owe them one, um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was I was looking. I think you. I yeah. I did think after losing that game, you, you look a little sudden. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit frustrating. I started looking at like eighth, ninth, tenth place and seeing all how many games have they played. Where can they get to? Um, I, mean, I, think, I, I think I think if you win one of the last two, you, I think you'll probably. Finishing the top four. Yeah, I mean it's it's been frustrating. The breaks have been, I think, frustrating for us because we have to take them. It's almost like when we went on that seven game unbeaten, it was just week, week, week. You know, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, and mm. everything was just clicking. And then we had the break because of, but we had a fixture break anyway because we played so many games. But also the the weather break come in. Um, and I just think you kind of get out of a rhythm. And we, unfortunately, just haven't hit that stride. Um, second part of the season has been quite frustrating, um, really. But saying that, place that up against the season we had last season, it's a different world. So I'll take a little bit of frustration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now we're going to go and take a look as an overview of last weekend's results. And Matt, you're going to take us through. When you're ready. Yeah. yeah, so in the Millennium Trophy, there were wins for Salmon's Barn, FC Tech and Hartwell Forest. Um, those wins ensured they would all qualify as group winners, along with David Green, who got the point they needed away to Toe Valley. Delapree have also qualified from their group, despite losing at home 2-1 to Queen's Head. Had Queen's Head scored a third goal, they would have gone through at Delapree's expense. So uh, imagine that was a, an agonising finish to that game there. Uh, in the Premier Division, there were a couple of games. North Star put six past Wellington Saxons um, and eight barrels drew 1-1 at home to Crick. Uh, while in the Nen Cup, the last quarter-final spot was won by Albert Eagles, who beat Barton Albion 2-1 and they will play floor in the last eight. In the Dale Stratford Trophy, there were slightly surprising wins for which put them both through. Uh, six Rangers A, Rules Reserves, Ashby Athletic and Naseby also progress. In the Championship, just two games, that, and they saw the top two extend their gap at the top. Spinney comfortably beat Royals 5-1, whilst AFC Wellingborough pipped the improving University of Northampton 2-1 at the race course. Into the David Ferguson Trophy, where Dally Iguanas, Dorklands Club 81 reserves, and David Green Old Boys all had comprehensive victories to secure qualification. Burton Band 
Bucket Northampton Sands also got the job done to take their place in the last 16. But it was at Brayfield on the green <laughs> where the drama of the cup was at its most prevalent. Brayfield, as we know, it was the Brayfield derby. Brayfield first versus Brayfield reserves. The reserves only needed to avoid a three-goal defeat to progress. Step up Ian Dixon of Brayfield first team. 89th minute, 45-yard lob, 3-0 to the first, and the reverse reserves in absolute pieces. Incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Believe it. I rang, I rang Simon from uh, from Brayfield to find out what had happened, and he said it was it was crazy, absolutely crazy, literally out of nowhere, virtually last minute of the game, forty five yards, bang. Um, so there we go. So that 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 meant that they eliminated the reserves. Um, <laughs> the game in uh, League One between four teams of all player ambitions, and no surprise really, both were very tight. Uh, MB Colts pipping Baton Wickers and Thorpelands A beating Steel Men by the same score. It's a very, very tight division, that League One. If you have a look at that table, it's very, very tight um, between about third down to 12th. Um, there was one game in League One, we discussed it, that saw South Star of League Jones Swan and Helmet with a one. Mm-hmm. Um, and in League Three, the early pace setters Toe Valley got just their second win of 2023. Jeez. They beat Crick Athletic Reserve 6 0. I couldn't believe that. It's only their second win. Literally, they won every game in the first half of the season. Yeah. And after since Christmas, they've they've really struggled to pick up victories. Um, drawn a few, but um, yeah, very surprising that was. Um, and finally. Uh, no, none of the home teams managed to win at all in the Alan Dimmer this week. Um, with only six fields being not losing as they drew nil nil with Flores. I mean, nil nil, or nil nil on a Sunday morning. Nil um, <laughs> nil. There were wins for Oakley Reserves, David Green Development, and Corby and SNL, and that ensured they all reached the quarterfinals. Um, despite Barton Wanderers Reserves having a fantastic win at Kingsthorpe Jets, they will probably need floor reserves. Uh, no, so they'll, they'll probably need to beat floor reserves this week in their last game in the group to qualify. So that's um, still a good So, yeah, interesting group. A lot, a lot of this qualification for the League Cups. Um, one or two games that just hang over into this week. But, um, yeah, the draw hopefully will be tomorrow night, hopefully. I mean, I just want to say I... I would have welcomed a nil-nil on Sunday, Matt, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, how many nil-nils do you see on Sunday? Uh, it's so rare. And when you do see it, they do stand out. Just to go back to the Brayfield derby, how how do you look at each other in the pub afterwards? We just think, you, uh, you I, pricks. Well, you just needed not to score three. Just take your two. and yeah. We're all good. I and mean, like, nah. <laughs> Simon, Simon said the reserves the reserve just didn't perform anywhere near what they needed to perform and in some ways they you know they probably deserve to lose three. yeah do you um, think they just felt but, like okay beat us one two nil cool we go through um, i don't know i mean I, I just would have thought regardless of regardless surely of, they'd have wanted to beat them you'd think wouldn't you you would have thought they'd have given it really good i mean there's not a huge amount of difference between them in terms of league placings obviously one's in league two one's in league three yeah well, you know, you know Odd, very odd. Um, right. So cool. Thank you for the roundup, Matt. Uh, you're going to now just give us a bit of league news. Uh, yeah. So just just not, not a huge amount this week. Um, just a few things. So the just to confirm the Nen Cup semi-final dates and venues are confirmed. So as usual, both of our semi-finals for the Nen Cup will be at Wellington Town. Um, semi-final one will be on the 15th of March, and semi-final two will be on the 22nd of March. Um, the Nen Cup final itself will be on Friday the 5th of May, and that is at Silby Rangers, mm. usual. Um, obviously, we discussed it last week, but just confirmation. Um, league results have been expunged, full-time's been updated. Stanley's Barn have received a bye into the Nen Cup semi-final. Um, their fines, their debts to the league have been cleared, the fines have been paid, so their players are free to... Signed for other teams, obviously, 
bearing in mind the league rules around only three per club. Um, so only three from any one club can sign for any other club within a season. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, just to repeat with last week's reminders, trophies to be cleaned and correctly engraved and returned to the league by the 31st of March. Player, reg- player registration and transfer deadline is also 31st of March. And um, any rule changes or additions need to be submitted to me in writing by the 31st of March. Um, and that's it. Nothing else this week. Do we have a kickoff time for the semi-finals um, at Wellingborough Town? Um, it we it will be seven forty-five. Okay, I'm sure people will ask. I'm just thinking that sex terrorist group. Yeah. Um, Sometimes yeah. do. <laughs> we think last year we moved you back seven forty-five and found it helped. Yeah, people getting into the games into the ground. So yeah, seven forty. There'll be seven forty-five kickoffs. Would the same be for the Nen Cup final? Uh, yeah, be seven forty. Okie dokie. So now we are going to talk more to our guest today, Anthony, um, from Bucca North Ants. So, Anthony, again, thank you for your input so far. Thank you for joining us. Um, we did, I believe, speak to you previously when you were the game of the week. Was that correct? Yeah, first game of the season. Um, yeah. we, had, we played David Green Development after we beat them 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since then, please tell us, how, how do you feel your season's been? Well, on the first pod, obviously I predicted that we'd finish in top six. Currently sitting fourth, so pretty happy with that. Well done, you. Um, pretty happy with that. Obviously, the objective is always to try and finish in those top four positions to try and get a friendly um, playoff home draw. Yeah. Um, we like to think that we're pretty good at home, so I think everybody thinks that. But, um, yeah, so... Um, we, we, we have to um, have confidence in that um, but we, we went on a long 12 game unbeaten run at the beginning of the season it really helped um, the, when we, we did slip up to um, Bowen Reserves who were sensational on the day um, and you can't really ask you couldn't really have asked them for much more I don't think that having looked at some of the results I'm just surprised to see that they haven't picked up more results mm. more positive results really um, I think it very much depends on the players they've got available on that day I'm getting to the County Cup quarter-final in the Vars was sens- was a sensational result for the club. Obviously, the only team in our division to get that far. In fact, if you- Hunsbury, obviously, who were top at the time when we played them, I think, top of the League Div 2, um, were the only team in their division to be in as far as they were as well. So it was a, it was a tough game. Um, but sitting fourth in the league, we have to be happy with that, um, especially where we were. We were finished last season. So, what's the group, the size of your team like then? You mean squad depth one? Yeah, yeah. How many players have you got signed on? Mm, well, we've got 31, but that includes myself and the assistant manager and we don't play. So, okay. probably, and we've got a couple of players that haven't that are signed on who haven't played at all. Um, so, we've probably got 25, 26. What, is, what you'd consider active players? Active players, yeah. Yeah, and what's your squad size has been like this season? Like, are you getting the 16 every week and every you're having to put lads on reserves? I don't think we, we have had a single week where we haven't had 16. That's brilliant. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's just, I yeah. don't think in a week I have had 16. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, every week there's tough decisions. We have, I think we have about a roundabout Anywhere from eighteen. We had this this week with eighteen. Um, anywhere from eighteen. There was one week a few weeks ago we had twenty five available. Yeah, really tough. You have to leave nine people out. This is it. I mean, and it kind of begs the question because obviously what we joke about Liam, who has enough players to have multiple <laughs> squads. Um, he was yeah. saying last week there's about three thousand players signed on Northampton. I think he has two and a half thousand of them <laughs> um, on his books, but. I'm in a situation quite similar to that where last season I could struggle to field 11 and this season I'm I'm letting lads know that actually I'd be not not this week you're not in the squad that how how do you go about it do you find like you're just honest with them say look these boys are on fire or is it a case you think well actually you've not been in for a bit so I'm going to just move you out fair's fair what's your kind of method no, I, never, I, never, I never think that um this is competitive squad we're trying to win football matches You've got to earn your earn your spot, um, and that that come that counts as like doesn't mean just because you come training you're going to get in the squad. 
you've got to play well when you're ready to when you're when you're given the available minutes minutes are, are rare um and you've got to want it from minute one it's your attitude from minute one whether that's a training whether that's in the game whether that's showing your willingness to improve hmm. and there's no we're not giving charity minutes to people and does everyone buy into that you've really got to earn your position yeah um and yeah i think that you know, I think there was a lot of that at Sunday League. I think just because I think a lot of people, when they first rock up to training for a team, they think, oh, it's a Sunday League. It's just even though we're in the bottom division, we still want to win football matches every week. So we have yeah. to, it's not a case of picking the best 11. It's a case of picking the 11 that deserve to be playing. Yeah. So whether that's performance from the week before or for a couple of weeks before or from training or just, just overall commitment, people committed to come in every week despite not getting in the same maybe they'll be on the bench over somebody who's got a different attitude so you say you're in you're in league three and like the positivity of you is great that you know let's forget the leagues we're here to play football it was sunday in itself for people that love football that's that moment to enjoy you know it's the moment to fit it's a sanctuary was what i've always said to my boys if there's anything going on in your lives You've now got two hours, basically, where you're going to be with your mates and you get to go out there and just forget everything and just play. Yeah. Um, what's what's your, I mean, short-term aim, I'm guessing, get out of Division 3. But as you progress, is there anything you'd like, you know, cup run, particular cups? So, I mean, we, we, we would like to win a trophy, um, mm. ideally this year. Obviously, we've been still in, still in a couple of competitions. Can't rule that out. Um, we just we we are aware of the difficulty of the competitions that we're in. Um, even when we get to the playoffs at the end of the season, I think it's a lottery. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lottery, and it really does depend on the teams you get. You can't be afraid to face anybody. You know, uh, we've still got some tough games to play in the league, and obviously, the um, David Green old boys are running away with it a bit. As was predicted at the beginning of the season. Um, and, but we still got to play them. And if we can get to play them before they've won the league, maybe give ourselves a chance. I think it's nice you say that, um, it being a lottery, because I agree. Because I think even last season, was it one, two, maybe at most? Uh, I think it was just one team that actually finished top at the end of the games. It was only, when, was it only, was only one, wasn't it? Only yeah. done the double, yeah. Who finished top and then went on to win. Yeah, you know, and I think that again, it just does say, well, actually, even if we give you these home tie advantages, top four, it's, it, that's all it is. You're just playing at home. You've got less distance to travel. Yeah, you know, you've still it's got to go out there. The pitch doesn't really matter. With you. You've seen people this weekend, I think Matt mentioned that there are no home teams won yeah. in one of the competitions. Um, it's just a pitch at the end of the day. It's just familiar whether you turn up and perform is up to your team. The other yeah. team will know as well as, as well as anybody else does is quarterfinal. If you don't turn up for it, you're out. That's it. And they'd say they're all teams that should be doing well considering the league finish. Um, just to touch back on you saying like one week you, you're letting nine lads know mm. that, that you don't need them for the squad then on the Sunday. Would would you be looking at adding a reserve team at some point if you think if there's enough lads that actually I'm not picking these boys, but I've almost got enough for a second squad here. Would that be something you'd be looking at in the future? It's something we've We've spoken about for the future, but not for next season. I still think we want we want to have a good first team. Yeah, um, have that be the best of that it can be, and then just see like how we can develop that. And then if in a, if maybe next se- season, at the towards the end of next season, we're thinking about it because we've got the same sort of numbers, maybe even more numbers, then it's worth thinking about. But well, it's only our second season, so we're going to need to get established. Absolutely. I think when we started Swan, going back 17 years now, um, when this incarnation of, of Swan and Ham, because it was teams previously, our manager decided after one season, right, we're having a second team. And a lot of us were like, oh, hang on, do you not want a, a strong 16 first? And he was like, no, no, we're going for a second one. And it's, it's, I think sometimes it can grow organically or sometimes someone has to grab it and, and drags it. And he, he did drag it. And we had a reserve team. Uh, six years, I think, maybe, um, mm. before the, it, it started to fall apart because lads in the first team lost interest. Yeah. And 
the league had said like, a few games, I was like, I'm sorry, but the first team take priority. If you've not got enough lads for the first team, you've got to bump up the reserves. And the reserve games had to be cancelled. I think we had two yeah. or three cancelled in one season. And we just said, look, this isn't sustainable. Absolutely. And I think the first team were kind of like, oh, let's put us in the reserves. And it's like, no, we've got to come over from the reserves up to you guys because you got the ump and can't be bothered to play your games just because, you know, you're not enjoying it as much. And I think that can be a problem with the reserves is um, if one of the teams aren't doing as well, then you know, boys can strop, can't they? We're worse yeah. than them. We say that women have a, a bitch and everything and a moan, but I think lads are worse. We're so catty at times and we kind of get the ump, we throw our toys out. Oh, why, can't, why aren't you picking me for this? And so, oh, because you're losing. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, had, I had the same. I had a lad in the first team striker. Why isn't Jamie picking me in the reserves if I'm not scoring the first? It's because I've got a striker that's bang on fire. I don't want to lose him to the first team and take someone that can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. Yeah. Um, so, again, fragile egos and everything. But I'll say, hopefully, in the future, that comes forward for you boys because, say, two seasons in and, and you're doing stuff as well. So it's fantastic to see. Matt, is there anything you'd like to ask at this point at all? Because yeah. I know I've been jabbering on. Just have a look at your league record. Um... And um, you're having a, you are having a very strong season. I see. Yeah. Who have you lost to in the league? I see you've lost to Brayfield Reserves, but I can't see. Belton, Belton Reserves. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, Belton Reserves and Brayfield Reserves. Yeah. Okay. And who have you got left to play? We've got we got six fields away this weekend. Then we've got Vic Farm away. Then we should finish with two home games against Corby and David Green, old boys. Mm, so, you've got, so you top top eleven teams. That's yeah, quite a, quite a difficult running. But but if you were to pick up three or four wins, you'd be right up there, wouldn't you? Yeah, we go give ourselves a chance. Um, Six Fields has notoriously been a difficult place for us to go. Um, we've went we've played there twice last preseason, played there twice last season. And played there twice this preseason, and we haven't won there yet. Yeah. So, um, traditionally, I think it's a tough place for anybody to go up the hill um, in difficult circumstances. Usually, they're a bit of a um, um, they play a different way to us. Um, we like to keep one floor and try and play football, and they 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 um they play in different different way. They're good there. Don't get me wrong; they're a very organ very well organised side. But um, yeah, we're gonna have to come at it with, with a little bit of a different approach this week. It's a shocker of a pitch, isn't it? It's awful, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you play it in the rain, it's it's that yeah. that that wing, <laughs> the yeah. wing nearest the centre. It's just mud. It's um yeah. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. They do great job to get the games going. I think actually, yeah. Um, they had the games on during the summer as well. That's hence why we played them a couple of times each preseason. Is yeah. because they they got the they do the lines themselves and everything. Um. They do a great job to keep the games going on, and it's, but yeah, it's an awful pitch. Also, it confuses me why a six fields team play at Parashaw. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. yeah so they, 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 when did they first start playing? I can't. They they formed the same year as we did. They've been going a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. <clears throat> I think they used to play up at Upton. I'd say that would be more of a, yeah, a location, you'd think, wouldn't you? Start with, and then, um, yeah, the move. Well, the thing is, it's about opportunity. If, if there's an opportunity to get your own ground, you know, that's solely for your use, and you can, you know, do what you want up there. They've got change rooms as well, so yeah, take that opportunity when it comes. Yeah. And if you're, you're happy to go there, then you go there. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, six fields at Pottershaw, yeah, that's my <laughs> So just looking at just looking at some of your stats, the the, the main the main man front a goal. <laughs> Lewis Champ, twenty six goals in nineteen appearances for you this season. He's um, yeah. clearly got some ability in front of goal. Yeah. Um yeah, he's he's a great player. Um he's a great player. We're lucky to have him. Um Lewis could probably play for any team in any of the Nine Sunday League. Um, he's a sensational player, um, and yeah, he's he, he knows where the back of the net is. He knows how to take a decent free kick, and he's great at dribbling. And stopping him is very difficult. 
and no I mean, you could people people try and kick him, just gets up. People try and dive in on him, just goes around you. He's he's fast, he's quick, skillful, he's everything you want from a winger really. It's not even like he's hard working as well, he, like tracks back, helps out the defence. As I say, it's everything you want from a winger. Good. And and Jack Jack Beck, he's got thirteen Jack. Is he is he a new signing? He is, yeah. He's a, he's a new signing. Actually, didn't score at all in preseason. Um, even though he played pretty much every game, um, <laughs> um, and didn't sign at all. Didn't score at all. Um, and he scored actually in that, his first goal for the, for us was in our first game of the season against David Green. But he's he's um physical and he doesn't despite his height, doesn't mind having a bit of a scrap, putting his body in there with being much bigger, stronger centre-halves. And I think oftentimes his persistence is what pays off. Mm. He's um, He chases them down. He doesn't stop um, running. He's quick, gets in behind, will also come short, knows how to hold the ball up. Um, yeah, he, he offers something different. So, and Jack, yeah, he's got everything in the locker to be a quality striker. He just needs to persist, I think. Just keep keep going with what he's learning and keep doing what he's doing. Good stuff. Right, so we're going to ask you some quick-fire questions now. Okay. Uh, so, I know you've seen them. Let's go. First question, one, who's Bocca's best player? I think it might be remiss of me not to say Lewis. Yeah. Um, stats speak for themselves. 29 goals in 27 last season. As Matt said, absolute beast. I think it's got to be on nearly forty goals this season. Yeah, in nineteen games, he's yeah. Be... And what what player would you describe as your heartbeat of your team? It's a difficult one. Um, this one, um, I'd probably say Ian Ian Edmonds in centre midfield. Um, without Ian, we look like a different team. He, the way he holds the dictates the play, calms everyone else down. Yeah, the way he dictates the play and makes everybody everybody else tick. Mr. Dependable. Like Ash Fleck holds a defence. Defence doesn't quite look the same without him. So yeah. Best team best team you've played this season? Hunsbury Hawks. Uh Hunsbury Hawks in the cup quarterfinal day. They were we we held them for a while, for about half an hour, and then they um we made a def- we had a defensive mistake and mm. let them in and didn't really ever recover. Five two, are the best thing we've come up against this season. And what's your best away pitch? Obviously not Patchell. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, we did play floor away on the four G, which was quite nice. Okay. Um, yeah, it was different for us. We've never played on 4G before. I've just like playing five, just a bit like playing five side, really. Yeah. And um, took us a bit of a while to get into the game. It was nil nil at half time. We ended up winning four one. Um, Lewis scored three that day. Um, we just... So it was a as well, and just sort of confirmed how we how confident we were feeling in about the season. Good man. Best referee. Um, got probably two for this one. Um, William Gibbs was really good when we played against <clears throat> Rothwell. Um, he took a lot of stick that day, um, and he did. He managed the game really well, except for in the last minute where I think he abandoned the game and didn't know if it was necessary to abandon it with one minute to go. I think, I think technically he just blew the whistle early. Left side right, so whatever he had to do. He, he felt necessary and fair play. Also, Dawid, who refereed us this weekend against Croyland, had a similar problem, um, and he dealt with it fantastically. David Svaj. Yeah, I don't know, but I didn't want to butcher his surname, so. I'm just doing it for you. But yeah, he was fantastic this weekend. Um, I don't know, people, there were, there were certainly players going, oh, this referee's awful. And I, I was standing there thinking, I don't think he's got a decision wrong yet. Mm. Um, he was, yeah, it was great, I think. Good. Who do you think's going to win League Three? You, 
you don't want to rule yourselves out because we're still in mathematically and with a chance, same as Vic Farm and Tove. But I think if David Green old boys don't win it, I would be very surprised. So who do you think wins the David Ferguson trophy? Um, again, having looked at the teams that are left in it, um, you've got to give old boys or maybe Fortland's reserves, Fortland's 81 reserves are still in it. But again, we're in it still, so we'll give ourselves a chance. So we're doing magic wands on these last two. So if okay. you could change one rule in the then Sunday league, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is a probably mm, difficult one. Um, I'd probably say less... Um, the, the, some of the transfers are questionable at times. So I'd probably have um, a little bit more stricter rules around the transfers. Stricter rules? Oof. In what way? Go for it. Because we obviously we have the pyramid that In we're term, allowed to transfer one player from above and that's it. So so we can have... We can have one player from the Championship, two from Div, two, Div 1 and three from Div 2, if I remember rightly. Um, I would like... Is that right? No, no, you can you yeah. can only have one player from one league above you. Oh, OK. OK. Um, you, can't, you can't even... You can't... We don't even allow somebody to drop down from the Prem to League 3. No, it, yeah. Only one um, division. Yeah, so... Um, um, there's... I would like to see... Like players not be able to drop down to as, as many divisions because I think that's definitely something that's happening. Also, I would like to see um, more stricter rules around the reserve teams being able to borrow players from first. But I think that's mm-hmm. more of a overall rule than a need something in, rule. In what way? In what way? In terms of, like, for example, um, Prem. I think it's really harsh for them to be able to drop players down to play. Now, I don't, I absolutely understand that that's the point of having a reserve team, but that's a massive jump and a massive drop, and that's a massive increase in their quality. Yeah. So, I mean, um, just on that, I mean, that the dropping players down is FA standard code. Yeah. The only part of the rule that we um, can decide from a league perspective is the number of players that we allow to drop down right uh, we, we allow three that's yeah. that's oracle um for, for quite some time i don't i don't know if well I mean, was that that's three per game isn't it yeah yeah how many games are those players allowed to mm. play before they have played too many games for the reserve team so, so they're only so players classed as a first team player once he's played 10 first-team games. Right. So the first for the first 10 games, he can play pretty well, much in between both. Yeah, although although we although we require clubs to register their squad separately. Yeah. So player that... So, for example, if in the first half of the season I wanted to drop any of my first-team players down to the reserves for any particular game... For any particular reason, mm-hmm. I'd have to I'd have to dual register that player with the league. Yeah, for that player to be allowed to play for the reserve. So when when that happens, Witty, as the registration secretary, would always question it, mm. and always monitor it to make sure teams are not overloading the reserve teams with inadvertent commas first team players in that first yeah. half. Once you get to the second half of the season, to be honest, it doesn't happen an awful lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, Liam's just joined. Just seen Liam's name. Hi, Liam. Hi, boys. Hi. So, yeah, so, no, that's in, that's interesting, though. That you, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's something you can propose, um, and you know, you're, yeah, you can you can put a rule change in, and, and yeah, that be that will be discussed. I mean, the numbers. I say the rule. The rules are standard code. The numbers yeah. are within our gifts, so mm-hmm. that, that part of it can certainly change. And if uh, felt that strongly, and others did as well, obviously the, the, the rules can be changed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do think there is stuff to that with what Anthony's saying. Um, possibly a number change. Whether it, I, I, 
maybe like two is that. But I think you'll find that if you do have teams that do that, especially within the 10 games, you'll probably end up losing the reserve team at some point because I personally think lads would be livid if they're waiting to their Sunday to play and they get told they get dropped for someone from the first team because maybe the first team don't have a game or yeah. one of them fancies coming down to the reserves to give someone a bit of a pump in. Um, I think you'll find the reserve team would probably drop away quite quickly because boys would think, this yeah. ain't fair because I can't go up. I'm not good enough. <laughs> so yeah. um, I I, I do hear what you're saying. I think there is something to it, um, potentially. But, yeah, I, I think you'll find if teams did try to use it to to make things work for themselves, I think the reserve team would drop off because I think people would have enough. Ooh, the manager, I think, would be like, nah, I'm, I can't be a manager if this is what's going to happen to me. Um, so, final question. Um, this is a Sunday football in general. Magic Wand, mm-hmm. if there was something you could change, what would it be? Um, probably sin bins to be used more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think referees take way too much stick. Um, I agree. In, in general, and they, I know, I know, and I've seen it ha- action. I've seen action against Rothwell earlier on in the season, and it worked to some extent on that day. Um, I would just like to see it more often. Also, probably stricter punishment for clubs. I mean, I don't know really what the punishments having never been in a situation because we've got quite a good sideline never been in a situation where we've been fined for it yeah but, same um <laughs> yeah we well, know that's not true <laughs> <laughs> i would like to be, like to understand a bit more about um what happens when sidelines get like what happens because obviously but we all know like on a a manager can be sent off at Premier League level. We've seen that um, for side for things that people on the sideline have done. What happens at Sunday League level? Because you can't really send people away from a park. Well, you can. Hmm. It, 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 I, I mean, I can tell you, I was um, <laughs> um, a few seasons ago, absolutely lost my rag with, with the referee. Um, and, um, we were playing on a public park and he he sent me to the car park. <laughs> <laughs> Refused to go to the car park. It, um, all this didn't help my cause when it came to the disciplinary hearing. Um, but um, in the end, as I calmed down a little, I negotiated with him. I could go and stand by the tennis court, which meant I could still watch the game, but I was far enough away to have no influence over it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, so... I, I ended up I ended up with a with a two match, two match stadium ban and a seventy five quid fine. Just just on that Simbin comment, and I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. There's needs to be a happy medium of what you can say to a ref and what you can't. Some refs you can't even talk to. Yeah. Some refs you can. Some players they shouldn't, but they do f and blind at them and get away with it. There, there just needs to be a set of rules where. You can't say this, you can't say this, and you can't say this. Yeah, I mean, if you're, that's difficult because people are using different language and different, different phrase, different contexts. I but, think with, um, with the swearing, I think, I've, I mean... It's a blanket uh, man. Yeah, myself and uh, Ryan, um, we're having a, like, almost like a, a Twitter chat this week to a different podcast, Selks, that were talking about Sinbin um, usage, and he had said he'd like to see more consistency, and they're like, but there's never going to be consistency because what is to someone isn't to someone else. Um, I first time I ever saw the sim bin used in a game, um, this player got sim bin because it's there for abuse of the ref. That's what it's there for. Um, he stood on the sideline. The manager just wound him up for the 10 minutes. They screamed at the ref every minute. How long's left? How long's left? To the extent the player was even saying, just put the ball near the ref. And I'm just going to slide in. And you just think, what are you doing? Like this isn't, football this isn't sunday league football um but then i've seen refs control the team well and if the player starts speaking up he's like look it's a simbin for you if you want to do this mate it's your choice either stay on the field or you lose 10 minutes and if it's the last 10 minutes of the game you're off for the rest of the game but i've heard refs being sworn at you know i think yeah it's you know you can say oh that's effing this and effing that but if you say to ref you're in this i think it it Swearing, I've had refs say swearing is allowed, 
provided the context. If there's context to it, if you're not swearing at me, you're swearing at a situation, then okay, maybe that's different. But if he's if you're doing it directly to the ref, you've got to expect a sin bin. I think maybe it's more hassle than it's worth that some of them see it that way because they think, oh God, okay, I've got to do this. And then I'm, you know, I've got that, I've got to watch out for it. I don't know. I think some of them feel they can implement the game and, and run it as they need it. I think I would like to see it more because I've not really seen it much in the last few seasons um, myself, but I get what you mean. I mean, they've tried um, body cams, didn't they, on refs this last yeah. weekend. I think they had eight refs with body cams. It's something we've been saying mm-hmm. um, and, and felt for years it would be a wonderful thing for refs to have because everything's time-stamped. There's no getting around it. You can't yeah. say, no, we, we didn't say that to him at all because all the ref does is upload his data and you can hear everything that's said or showered or they're in their face. I've seen them do that um, and everything's backed. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, it's, got, it's got to be rolled out as soon as possible, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it, it's easy. It, it becomes a further It's further protection and say it's yeah. undeniable. They upload it to the league. I mean, again, you've got it timestamped, so you can say a yellow card was issued at you know 23 minutes and 50 seconds because of this tackle, or a game was abandoned at this time because this happened. Yeah, you know that's that's brilliant. Um, we're going to look ahead now to the weekend fixtures. Sorry, Andy. Thank you very much for that, man. I appreciate it. Right. You're going to stay on because we're going to have a look at the, the weekend fixtures. Um, yep. And let's have a rundown of games. Liam, are you with us, mate? I am with you. How are we all? So, how did your job go tonight before we get into the fixtures? Oh, mate. So, it, look, incredible from, from the lads there. Um, we went 1-0 down in the first half. We brought it back to one all. They then got a penalty, which made it 2-1. We brought it back to 2-all. Um, you know, this is against current FA Vars holders. They just won at Wembley in, in May. They're in the quarterfinal of it again this year. And then they, they a long throw. They scored three set pieces, which is really frustrating. But they went three to up. Last minute, goal line scramble. Their defender punches the ball off the line. We, you know, brilliant. You know, it's, it's a red card and it's a penalty with two minutes left. And uh, unfortunately, the ref doesn't see it, does he? Uh player comes up after the game and just like, how have I got away with that? And I'm like, the fact you're laughing in our face makes it a little bit worse, mate. But yeah, yeah I get it. You know, you've, you've got away with it. So yeah, it happens. Um, but yeah, look, a positive result. You know, 3-2 away to Newport Pagnell um, isn't, isn't the worst thing in the world. So do you have your paperwork in front of you? If it loads, if it loads, <laughs> we we fill in for time in here with you now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is loading, but let's just fill a bit more time. Yeah, how are we? All right, we're all right. It's nice of you to join us at the tail end. You love the rude van Nistel <laughs> podcast session, aren't you? Just always there at the end for all the glory. Nah, chicharito. Something like So yeah, so um, if I if we just if I just run down of all games, uh, Millennium Trophy, Barton Albion. Uh, are playing Wattonfield Wanderers. Uh, North Star are playing FC Floor. Another Millennium Trophy game. Um, two massive games. Um, Matt, you'll know more about this trophy than I will. Is is a team a, the teams that are playing are any safe or do any need to? Uh, Barton Albion through um, Wattonfield Wanderers and Wattonfield Wanderers can lose and go through, but it just depends on the result because they drew with Saxons, so it's a little bit complicated, that group. A, a high-scoring draw, a high-scoring defeat by one goal would put Wattonfield's Wanderers through. Um, but, goal scored, yeah. But if they lost, yeah, I, yeah, I think I need a comfortable result one way or another. I don't, a tight result creates problems there. Uh, North Star, um, are already through. Floor are in trouble. They, floor got pumped at the weekend by St David, so Floor would need oh, see that six nil. Yeah, big. Floor would need quite a big win to have any chance of going. I think Floor would need to win by by five to go through. Well, back to league action now. Uh, a lot more league games than obviously what I've been on the last few weeks, <laughs> which is always nice. Uh, Premier Premier Division, we've got Criff Athletic at home to Stanton's Barn. 
Delapree United at home to AFC Hackleton after a loss to a championship side last week. FC Tech at home to Wellingborough Saxons, Wellingborough Derby there. Uh, Finding Town uh, at home to David Green. Grendon Sapphires looking to still get their first uh, points on the table um, at home to Upton. Ketchin FC at home to Tove Valley. Uh, and that does the uh, Premiership. The Championship uh, High Flyers, not as high as AFC Spenny, but still High Flyers. AFC Wellingborough, uh, another Wellingborough derby actually. Uh, I've got Croyland Park Rangers. Albury Eagles are at home to AFC Spinney. What a game that's going to be. Uh, AFC Spinney, obviously the top of that league, but as we all know, um, Albury Eagles are not a team to just kind of, you know, take lightly, especially in that league. Uh, Big Gorilla, Ashby Athletic, Oakley Diamonds, St. David's, Royals, JC United, Fortlands Club 81, AFC Halton Magna, Fortlands Club 81 Colts versus Royals Reserves, and then to do off the championship, it's University of Northampton uh, versus the Queen's Head. Um, championship quickly. That 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 AFC Spinning Albert Eagles game looks wicked, doesn't it? Yeah, I just don't know what to expect, mate. Uh, I ain't got a game. I've got a free week. I might go and watch. I'll be honest. Um, Now I've seen that that game's at the race course. I may may go down. Um, Sorry, so League One. Bat and Wickets are at home to Naseby. FC Phipps are at home to Rushton Sargents. FC Phipps with a real big win um, for those guys last week. um, Going against... Going against high flyers, Russian sergeants, um, who only just scraped a result against the mighty Wilby on Sunday. So um, they're not at their best at the minute, but they are, for me, they're still the best team we've played this year in that league, certainly. Um, then natives are at home to Drayton Grange. Russian Spartans, uh, top of the league, at home to a, a third place, Sixers Rangers A. Uh, Spartak at home to uh, Steelmen. <clears throat> Uh, Fortlands Club 81A at home to Gregory Celtic and Wellingborough Saxons Reserves are at home to Ketrin Park Avenue. A uh, bit of a strange one, that, because Ketrin Park Avenue asked me for a friendly this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. no, that, <laughs> that game's actually been postponed. Okay, it's been postponed. So that game is no longer going ahead and that's why they asked me for a friendly. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I'm actually going to have a week off. I love it. Um, so Lee, on to League Two. Albany at home to Fortlands Club 81 Reserves. Bowton Wanderers at home to McPave FC. Brayfield Corinthians at home to Hunsbury Hawks. Hunsbury. Uh, Dali Iguanas are at home to Rushden Spartans Reserves. Uh, Kingsfort Jets at home to Pittsford. North Ants All-Stars at home to the mighty Hartwell Forest Reserves. Um, which, to be honest, in the group they got... No one ever see them going through, I don't think. Not even them. No. Um, and they've done incredibly well. So, uh, big up to those guys. And uh, three points would get them real close to a playoff spot now. Um, Sands United, Latimer All-Stars. Again, Sands United, a big result. Scoring goals again now. Five goals last week against another team that have actually drawn two in a row. One against you, Jamie. One against yeah. Harwell Forest. Um, you know, so... Are they there for the taking now? Are they gonna are they gonna drop points in the league again, maybe? No. no. <laughs> and then South Star at Burton Band. Uh there's one Alan Dimmer trophy game to be played. It's Belton Wanderers Reserves versus FC Floor Reserves. Uh and then on to League Three, AFC Hackleton Reserves versus David Green Old Boys. Oakley Diamonds Development versus Rothwell Athletic. Oakley Diamonds Reserves versus David Green Development. Real Roochers uh, are playing Crick Athletic Reserves. Sixfields Rangers B will play Bocca Northance. Toe Valley Reserves will play Brayfield Corinthians Reserves. And Vicarage Farm will play Corby SNL Foundryman. Lads, I don't know about your opinion on this league right now. I feel if Toe Valley drop points against Brayfield, which is very possible in my opinion, and David Green Old Boys win, I think they finish first. I think it's done. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, is that, well, David Green are a point Edward two games. So yeah, you'd, you'd start. Yeah, and you're our specialist in Diffrey. Yeah, um, they played yeah. each other. David Green old boys won, didn't they? They um, did they? I don't think they did. Did they? 
Have they not played each other yet? My bad. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> at Tove. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought they did. <clears throat> Yes, but um, I mean, as Matt said, if they don't, if they don't win it from the position near the Devon, you'd be very surprised. Yeah. But they have still got to play us, so. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely going to win it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, going through the the games this weekend, it leads us to our predictions. So yeah. I mean, oh, two f in two boys. Uh, not bad for a first go, is it? So, oh, of the five, oh, well. I t- <laughs> yeah, have a day off, mate. <laughs> last, um, last week, Jamie, yeah, the- absolutely stormed it, didn't I? Four out of five. Yeah, no. Liam were pretty. I mean, uh, Liam, I'm not surprised Liam was poor giving his picks, but my my picks let me down big time. Hey, only one team won for you, and it was me losing. It's the only one that got you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's terrible. So that puts £10 in the pot of Jamie and obviously puts him top of the table on four points. Jamie, have you decided what charity you're going to play for yet? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to play for the McCarthy Dixon Foundation. It's the foundation started by our pub's landlady, Teresa, and her husband, um, Anthony. They do a ton of work in the community. When the pandemic first started, it wasn't just about food larders and things. They they got the local students from colleges, hairdressers, to be able to come in once a week to cut people's hair so they could carry on with their, their learning and their education. They would get items of anything, clothing, um, you know, chest of drawers, things like that for people that were having to move. Um, and maybe didn't have everything they needed. So she she really is the heartbeat of a community and does a lot. So I think anything that I can do to help that, I would. Mm-hmm. Matt, have you decided on yours? I haven't yet. No, I, I must admit I've not. Um, I've, I've, it's not something I've overly thought about to be honest. But I do need to get onto it. I, I don't know. But at the minute, there's no cash in my pot, so uh, don't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine, just, just to add on there, just because I've made the decision of who um, I'm going to kind of go with, and it's the Northamptonshire Health Charity Daisy Sweets Appeal, um, a charity that a lot of people in football uh, around Northamptonshire will know. Um, Wayne Chalmers does a lot of work for this charity, of course, um, and it being very close to Northamptonshire football, uh, I felt like it was probably the right thing to do. Um, apologies, Wayne, that I'm really crap at this. Um, so there probably will be no money going to you guys, but it was, <laughs> at least I tried. You the know. thought is there. The thought is there. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my one. Cool. Right. So let's let's move on to this week's pick. So what we'll do every week, we'll do it in reverse order. So whoever's at the bottom of the table will get to go first. Go on, in, Matt. We'll work the way to. Well, it's not me, is it? Because te- technically, it's our guests. They're bottom. Yeah. No. Yeah. You've got you've got a worse goal difference minus four. You've got wrong. you only got one point. Yeah, point. I haven't got any points. That's yeah, true. true. Go on, Technicalities. Anthony, if you if you want to give us your five picks. Okay, so I've got one for each division. Um, I've gone for Barn to beat Crick. Yeah. Um, I've, after playing Croydon this weekend, can't see them beating Wellingborough. Yeah. Um. Massive game in League One with um, Spartak against Still Men. I think Spartak will just have the edge, though. Okay. Massive game? It's mid-table yeah, well, all over it. Mid-table. <laughs> if you look at their um, points totals, though, they're very close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Liam, Liam wants that to be a draw. <laughs> yeah, massively. Um, then I'm gone into League Two. Hunsbury and Brayfield first team this season and as previously mentioned Hunsbury are the best team that we've played against this, this year so got to go with them boys yeah. um, and then in League 3 I thought it would be a little bit remiss if I went for ourselves so I've gone for Roochers to beat Crick at home you Ooh. haven't gone for yourself yeah. I have faith that we're going to win but I, I felt like <laughs> Put, put a little bit of um, the thing is though, it's a bit like betting, it's a bit like betting on your team on an ACO, isn't it? On a Saturday, you know, if you, if they lose, you're doubly effed yeah. off. I refuse to bet on Leeds because I support Leeds, so that's the problem. I never because would they're never going to win, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it is what to be fair, a lot of people would have put money on Liverpool to win after being tuned up, but there you go, yeah. 
Yeah, well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> right. Okay. So on to my picks. So I am in the Millennium Trophy. I am going. This team let me down last week, but they're not going to let me down this week. Barton Albion will beat Wootenfield's Wanderers um, in the Prem. Um, I'm going to have Tech to beat Saxons in League One. No, in the Championship. I was going to have AFC whenever but they've gone. So I'm going to have um, St David's to beat Oakley Diamonds in League Two. Is it League Two? No, League One. Oh, well, I've got choices now. Um, I'm actually going to skip League One. I'm going to go to League Two. I am. I am going to back my reserves to beat Northampton All Star uh, All Stars away. And then I'm going to have it in the Alan Dimmer Trophy. I'm going to have Barton Wanderers reserves to beat Floor reserves. Nice, nice. Um, just so we're very clear, I never agree to not do the same as somebody else. And if you lot think I'm not doing AFC Wellingborough, then you're wrong. <laughs> That's not the yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was one of my picks as well. <laughs> so. um, well, you so- can have- you can have it, but then if they lose, you're all bugged, aren't you? Well, that's fine. We'll still get more than your one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as being you know, second in the table, um, I don't mind uh, being second. Um, so, I've got David Green uh, to win this weekend. Uh, I think David Green will have too much for finding. Finding uh, picked up some good, better results in, in the start of the season. I get that, but I think David Green will still have a little bit too much. Um, I know they didn't have the best of weeks last week. Um, was it a draw last Sunday? Yeah. Um, but they did only have eleven men. So you know, um, still in my eyes, a good point when you when you've got eleven men playing at that level um, and you still manage to get a point. I, I think a lot of respect has to go to that. Uh, AFC Wellingborough to beat Croydon Park, um, what, team that's flying high, and a team that ha- still hasn't got a league point. I don't think have they. No. So you know, it's you can't bet against that. It's it's. You know, it's it's if you, Arsenal versus Southampton at the minute, you you mm-hmm. always put your money on Arsenal. It's as simple as that. Uh, Fortland's A in League One to beat Gregory Celtic. Sands United to beat Latimer All Stars. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> that is, that's a big shout. And Vicarage Farm to win their game. Against is it Corby? SNL? Corby, yeah. yeah, yeah, and Vic Farm to get a win against Corby SNL. Um, I, sp- I spoke to a few Vic Farm lads this season, uh, they're a good bunch of lads. Um, I had a lad join me and then go back to them. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're, they're a good bunch, a nice bunch of lads, and I think they've got too much of the Corby side. Jamie. Okay, well, as I look down on you guys from my ivory tower, um, <laughs> I'm gonna start off with the Millennium Trophy North Star to beat Floor. Uh, jump to the Prem. I'm going Toe Valley over Ketron FC. Mm-hmm. Joining the bandwagon of AFC Wellingborough over Croydon Park Rangers. Can't have that, mate. We've got that. Well, mate, <laughs> you said it's like Arsenal playing Southampton. It's like Arsenal playing Croydon Park Rangers. Um, <laughs> uh, League One, Nen Natives over Drake Grange. And in my comfortable world of League Two, my friends over at Pittsford against Kingsport Jets. Pittsford. Right, so we're going to go back to the question asked beforehand. Liam, obviously, you was out, so you've missed it. Um, Matt, if you'll just recap it, and then yeah. we'll see so, what we can do. The question of the week, just as a reminder, is uh, Manor Solomon scored the winner for Fulham at the weekend against Brighton. He was the 12th Israeli to score in Premier League history. Not going to ask you to name the top twelve, but can you name the top three? As in, as in, as in, you say top three, top three goal scorers that have top from three. Israel. Yeah, uh, Yossi Ben Ayun. Yeah, is top with thirty-one goals. Fantastic! Boom. I couldn't remember what he was called at first, so I wrote the lad that John Hartson kicked in the face at training for West Ham. And then as I was looking, <laughs> at, I was thinking, what's his name? I was like, oh, it's Ben Ayun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got him too. And did you have him? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. And I've got uh, Ronnie Rosenthal as well. 
Ronnie Rosenthal. Mate. Third. I'm a Spurs fan, mate. Scored <laughs> for Liverpool and Spurs. Yeah. So I the only I only had two names down. The other one I had was Tal Ben Haim. No. Not even yeah. there. He well he had Bolton, yeah. right? Top three. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Oh, no, he didn't score many. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Beram Kyal. He went from Celtic to Brighton, didn't he? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Eyal Berkovic of Man City and West Ham. Oh, is second on the list. Get in. <laughs> well done. Excellent. So yeah, so yeah, Ben Ayew, Berkovic, and Rosenthal, the top three. So yeah, there we go. Question of the week. Well done, boys. Absolutely brilliant. So, if you were listening to this, guys, and you got it at the start, congratulations. If you didn't, don't worry, you're in good company. Um, <laughs> this can, year, anyone, can anyone remember the only Israeli manager? Yeah. Uh, Avram Grant, isn't it? Hey, yeah. So, at this point, guys, we're wrapping it up. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us, man. Been great having you on again. Um, good luck to your boys this weekend, and good luck for the rest of your season as well. Thank it sounds you. like you're doing great thank things, you. mate, and I really hope it goes well for you. Um, Liam, Matt, much. as always, thank you for joining us, guys. Can you believe and... the three of us have got a week off? Lovely. Unbelievable, isn't it? Lovely. Well, have we all got a week off? Yeah, all three of us. Absolutely. Yeah, L- Liam asked if I wanted to play, but I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh no I'm going to stay in, mate. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> and then we're having a team afternoon at the Fortune Carabao Cup final. Oh, a little bonding session. Oh, yeah. I watched Carrius. <laughs> Karis have the game of his life. You watch it, mate. Nah, honestly, I can't think of anything worse than Newcastle winning something. For Man honestly, United. <laughs> honestly, they genuinely, genuinely think, oh, we're a big club because we've got 52,000 people. There's nothing else to do in Newcastle. You've got a massive city. There's literally nothing else to do. Well, honestly. mate, the flaming Sambucas ain't going to drink themselves, are they? I, I can't stand All right. <laughs> right, guys, everyone playing games this weekend. Good luck. I hope you play well. More importantly, I hope you all stay safe and everyone comes out of it well. Have a great week, guys, and we'll speak again soon. Cheers. Thank Take you. care. Cheers. See you guys. Bye. Bye.